my son, this nigga luck is weird, bro. Like, really? Uh, off be, the intro. Gotta be different, huh? A blooper off the gotta intro. Gotta be different, huh? I can't even start the episode singing no more. Why not? Because it's like off the intro. It's like, oh, man. Like, now nah, I'm not singing no more. Otis. Otis? This <laughs> nigga, yeah, man. He gonna ruin the whole intro. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your boy Smooth to the B to the A to the B double I me not Wami baby. It's easy. I'm golly. And welcome to the ignorant conversations with your boy Smooth Baby, where we rip the band-aids off of the conversation and provide a safe space so people could come give their point of view. And today, today I got somebody special with me, man. My brother, you already know. Another street prophet is in the building, cause this is just what we do. Oh man, give it up for my brother, Almighty Luck. Wow, Mr. Ola, Ola, Ola. You feel me? So, yo, before we start, uh, Luck, tell me who you are, where you from, what you do, bro. I'm Almighty Luck, the heart and soul of Queens. I'm a spoken word artist, do poetry. Got a book coming soon. Oh, book coming soon. You heard that? Get that, get that, get that. Get all that, all that, all that, all that. Nah, I ain't gonna hold you. Luck is the loudest nigga ever in Street Profits. Like, he's just the loudest he's nigga ever. He's because he's not the loudest. It's crazy. I get blamed for everything. But that's not true. Luck is just the loudest. I got. I got like this because of y'all. I got comfortable because doing this because y'all. That's true because the first show I met you in it Long Island quiet. slash Queens. No, that was Long Island. It, it's like board, like it, it's, it's borderline. Board, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> 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 he mad because he from Long Island from and he Queens. don't he don't like it. He from Long Island. That's not Long Island artist. <laughs> First of all, go to hell. <laughs> it's a difference. It's Queens, then it's Long Island. Yo, nah. You cross, you cross over a certain part, and you're a different county. Yo, bro, what's up with Queens, bro? Like, why is it so much? I'm there just saying, go. like, yo, bro, why y'all so got avenues. Y'all got avenues, streets, boulevards, boulevards, uh, roads, lanes. Like, just say that. But why I gotta go to 23 Ave and 23 know Street? Geography, just say that. I'm just saying, why I gotta go to 23 it Ave and 23 easier. Street? That's crazy. Make things easier. Put it in the map. Go right there. So you say you're the heart and soul of Queens. Why you yes, say sir. that? Cause I feel like not too much right like me. Or match my energy. Uh-huh. Right at Hackler. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, my man, Luck, man. Listen, man. We're going to get straight to it. See, today, man, we're going to be talking about the recent, the recent, um, activities of a young NBA star who goes by the name John Morant, um, Who's from South Carolina? He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, second pick overall in the 2019 NBA draft. A young, young superstar, phenomenal basketball player, athlete. Like different. Yeah, he's very different. His bag different. Like you know what I mean. So, uh, 
for those who don't know, uh, John Morant was suspended for about what eight to ten games or eight to twelve games, something like that. I think it was eight games officially, but he already has sat out like six, which uh, equal up to about three weeks. He he had um, got suspended for. Showing off a gun on an IG live post inside of a club, and where where was that? Colorado, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I remember that live. I remember because I was in that live, and it had to be quick yeah. as hell because I didn't see that. Like I'm strolling on the gram, and I seen. John Morant goes live, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm forgetting the time zone yeah. difference. And it's like two over here, and I'm like, John Morant <laughs> never goes live. Yeah. He never goes live. So I tapped in, and he's just rhyming. I I, I personally didn't see him flash the gun. So the next day, I wakes up, and my man sends the post like yo why he in the club with a gun little deuce deuce like about to do nothing and I don't know why people think the deuce deuce don't do nothing right. the deuce deuce bounce through wow choo wow choo God bless you God will bless you see be, get me started right. but listen like can't take you like and I'm day. telling my man like bro that's fake like I was in the live, live. like legit in, in the, the live. live like and I definitely did yo it had to be quick it had to be one of those like 10, 15 second delays of yeah. I'm seeing him go live and me clicking out the it. Gate doing right. The like, like, it had to be out the gate type shit. But, yeah, he, he, he got suspended um, for that. But then he he has lately had a couple of run-ins like punching a 17-year-old in the mouth on a basketball court. Yeah. Uh, him and his entourage getting into it with the um, Pacers. The Pacers, uh, Indiana Pacers, to the point where they're banned yeah. from that arena, and um, and it comes out to to mental health. It came back to mental health. He mm-hmm. he he took ownership of what he did. He he didn't make any excuse, and then he says, "I'm not really right in my headspace," and I thought that was big of him to mm-hmm. admit that. Especially in the in the public's eye, because as men, period, like it's hard for us to be vulnerable. It's hard for us to get in those spaces. It's hard for us to admit that yo, we need help. Especially as somebody as um, somebody of his stature, being in the public's eye twenty four seven is like, damn, like yo, you can't mess up. Like that's a fact. Like he hasn't. He he can't mess up. Like mm-hmm. everything is being judged. Like you know what I mean. Athlete, I got former athlete. It's a lot of mental health goes on with that. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you're not allowed to express that. You're supposed to just play, and so you just work through all the emotions you go through. Not mm-hmm. only having an outlet. Basketball is the outlet, but right. you can't talk about it for real. So, as being a former athlete, like. How was that, being that basketball is an outlet, mm-hmm. how did that transition to your everyday life? Because there's a lot of people that come from rough backgrounds. Like, it, it's a lot. And basketball has been has been a way for them to change the trajectory of 
their family's outcome. Like John Morant is 23 years old. I need people to understand. He is 23 years old. He's been right. He's been in the public eye for at least high school, if not definitely college when he mm-hmm. when he was making noise because he wasn't recruited he wasn't he wasn't recruited recruited he went to uh, murray state mm-hmm. and he made noise in the tournament i see sure he made noise i think his first year and then his sophomore year he became a first uh, a first team all-american mm-hmm. like he made noise especially when it came to march madness you know how that go <laughs> i mean shout out to the, the four teams that's left right now. Mm-hmm. You, you feel me? But I'm going to let y'all know it's UConn all day. You heard? UConn. Been a UConn nigga forever. You feel me? Whatever. Forever. Forever. Who you got? I don't got nobody. Got, they got nothing. Who, who you was going for? Nah, I can't. Come I, on. Nah, I don't talk about it. Who? Don't say Alabama. Alabama. That's who you was going for. That's who you was riding with? Alabama. You, you going to talk about UConn or you going to talk about I'm just Alabama? asking. What you going for Alabama? Yeah. Alabama, Alabama. Jeez, listen, man. Different defense wins championships. They do. Defense wins championships. You feel me? And 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 my my Huskies be smacking niggas by twenty, baby. It's looking too easy, baby. It's looking too easy. All right, all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. About to get this dub this weekend. You heard? Y'all better. Come on, we're not even gonna do that. But no, nah, but like, yeah, but like, as far as being a like former athlete, you know, like getting up and going to practice probably before mm-hmm. school and then practice after school and then focusing on your homework and your classwork. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that? That I was really, I really was a struggle because it's like it had no time for rest. Like even at night, like when you supposed to go to bed, uh, uh, you got homework to do. Right. Then you have practice. Then you in the morning gotta go to practice. Then you got classes all day after practice. Then you gotta go home and make sure your schoolwork is all good and stuff. Right. So you really don't have no time to sleep. You know, like personal life, really. Like you choosing basketball over anything for real. And that's and at a point in time, that that gets you get consumed by it. Mm-hmm. And it's like exception, exception. Like, right. That's. I love that at that point in time, but it's like it takes a toll on you. Right, like giving your all to that. Right, right. especially when you go to the next level, mm-hmm. and that's what that's that's high school, all the way through mm-hmm. the rest. Like once you make it to high school and you play high school ball, it is practice in the morning. They ain't gotta go through school. They ain't gotta practice after school mm-hmm. or have a game after school. They make it home and do homework and. And that's if you, you know, are fortunate enough to that's all you got to do. There's some yeah. people that had to go home and take care of their little Good brothers brother. and sisters and, you know, grow, grow up fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that applied to John Morant's background because, you know, people are coming at him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They're coming at him because he had both parents. He went to a private school. But that doesn't negate his upbringing from the neighborhood his surroundings Mm -hmm. that he was in like I don't think people understand when you came home with your book bag and Mm -hmm. all of your books like there was a lot of people and you know depending on where you from that made fun of you 
That's because you had your book back, because you was going to school, because you was doing doing your homework. Mm-hmm. So things like that really it plays a part in like as far as like John Morant, like I said, twenty three years old, this boy's worth over two hundred million. And it's easy for people to say, What are you doing? You about to throw all that away. Hindsight, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot more that coming. It, it, right, he is. He is the breadwinner of his family. Mm-hmm. Like you understand what I'm saying. The pressure is all on him. Some people don't know how to handle that pressure of being in the public eye and never making a mistake. You feel what I'm saying? Like he's human at the end of the day. He's a human and he's young. You feel me? Yeah, his pops is definitely way active in his life because mm-hmm. he be at damn near every game. Like, game you know, like, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that's coming at his pops. But after what age take are your parents responsible for your actions? You have to start taking accountability for the mistakes that you do and understand that there's consequences and repercussions. And John Moran is learning that now. Not mm-hmm. only did you get suspended, but, you know, certain ads and certain endorsements are pulling themselves and, and then terminating the contract mm-hmm. with him. So he's losing a lot of money, too. But he's young enough to get it back. Mm-hmm. If Kobe got it back, he could get it back. Mm-hmm. And he's good enough to do that. And he's he's great enough to do great that. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Enough. It's people that, you know, that, that, that go down that path and... You know, and finally they way back onto the right path. I remember like Nick Cannon at one point yeah, lost everything. Fine. Nick Cannon was a millionaire at one point and he lost it all. And he yeah. was a millionaire young. That's a fact. Young. Lost it all and he got it right back. Mm-hmm. So it's doable, you know. You just got it. It's a learning process for real. Because, like, nigga, we never, they never did that before. Then getting money with that. Like, I know niggas that just be doing money in the club. Thousand. One night. All of it done. Just right. got a paycheck. And it's over. So imagine having way more than that. And you and people coming to you, like females or whatever you're into. Right. Like, that's... It's, and you don't know how to handle that. Right. So you've got to learn how to... You got to go through it. Yeah, you got to go through it to understand. He has to understand that he can't bring everybody with him. And all his friends are not his friends. That's a fact. Because I don't know how he came up. And I'm not talking about as far as his parents raising him. That's not what I'm talking about because everybody know. I don't care if you got two parents, one parent, three parents, four Mm -hmm. parents. It takes a village to raise to, to to raise the the youth. It takes a village. Nigga, I have both parents, bro. Both parents, they both worked. Uh you think the people in my building wasn't looking out? All my friends' mothers and all that wasn't on my ass too? All the neighbors across the street wasn't on me. Like, oh yeah, Everybody what you do when I know your mom? Like it took it took a village and still and all like there was ways that I find to go left or go down the wrong path. Like you gotta live, you gotta learn. But like he gotta understand, like yo, all your friends ain't your friends, bro. Cause I know growing up, like if you the breadwinner, you protect the breadwinner at all times, bro. If you have to, who said it? Ooh, my son Kevin Gates said, yo, if I gotta be somewhere, 
But I got to carry a fireball. I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be there. And that's just real. Like, I don't need to be there. But growing up, you know, you protect the bank. That's the bank. You know what I mean? It's it's some of the young niggas in my hood that, that want to be rappers and and athletes and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a lot of... Young niggas in my hood that that was playing ball and that mm-hmm. was nice enough to go to the next level and they stopped playing ball because they went through sun in life. You know that. what I mean? And that caused them not to play ball and now want to be in the streets and hang out. Like you feel what I'm saying? But the young niggas that rap in my hood, I tell them all the time, like yo, bro. I look at all of them and I keep it a beam with them. I don't sugarcoat nothing. Mm-hmm. I tell them right in front of them, like yo, all y'all not gonna be able to go with them. Mm-hmm. All of y'all can't go with him. What he can do is do the LeBron James joint. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel what I'm saying? I fuck with LeBron, like, a lot off the court more than I do on the court. I'm a Kobe nigga. It is I what it sure. is. Like, like all this sure. LeBron, better all this LeBron. And go- Listen, man, we ain't doing that. Listen, Jordan is the GOAT. Kobe is my GOAT. Cool, LeBron could be it's, y'all GOAT. It's different yeah. eras. Listen, different era. I don't care whatever you talk about. You pick Jordan in any era, he's dominating, bro. You if you pick Jordan, LeBron too, though. LeBron not dominating back then. He is. Nope, bro. Who's he built like bro. Who, it, it who doesn't. Got an IQ it's not. Like it's not him. even about. It's not even. A, it's not even about that. The shit that they did to Jordan, bro. They would. Yeah. They yeah. definitely <laughs> would have been doing the LeBron because yeah. he would have been too like big. That. He, he would have been too big for them to. Jordan was fragile. He yeah. was skinny, bro. He was skinny like KD, bro. And That's he was wilding him up. He had to go tone. He, he had to tone build up. up. He had to build up. Like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> now when you when I'm go up and you hit me and I change direction mm-hmm. with the tongue out and still lay you, I could take that. Like Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. Look at Steph. He, but he shoot. No, but he shoot. But like Steph Curry, like, not for none when they just played. The Suns and he told Chris Paul this ain't 2014. Chris yeah. Paul tried to be funny, like I don't know what he made. Yes, you do. Yeah. He bullied you on his way to the basket. Like Steph mm-hmm. Curry's still skinny, but he toned up. He had to tone up. He had to get right. He had to take those that contact going to the bar. He had to learn. Yeah, he had to learn. So it's like go through it. <laughs> like you feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but not like like I said, listen, bro. Not too that, much. It, not <laughs> not like like I said, but I fuck with LeBron off the off the court. Like what he did for his team, he he put everybody through college. Yo, you're gonna do this, you're gonna mm-hmm. do that, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. And we all gonna get it together. I can't take all y'all with me. You feel me? Even though he could have, but it's more it's more like nah, y'all gotta earn yeah. y'all keep around me. That's a fact. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like and of- now look at um um what what's the what's his man name? Rich Paul. Yeah. Hello. Going crazy. Hello. <laughs> He's going crazy. That's what I'm saying. So I tell the little nigga like, yo, bro, like he can't take all y'all with him. Y'all all not gonna be with him. And he the bank, bro. Even mm-hmm. when y'all outside, y'all doing whatever y'all doing, cause y'all feel like y'all gotta do whatever y'all gotta do. Y'all keep him away. He's yeah. the bank. He's the way out of the hood. That's a fact. So y'all don't keep him in the hood with the hood shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I feel like John Morant. Inner Circle is not doing, bro. They're not doing that for him because there's no way any of his mans is sitting there talking about, yeah, bro, um, post a gun on on IG Live. On IG Live, that was slow. Like, his mans got to be more smart 
Like even he's the he's the breadwinner this and a third. But the people around you gotta be smart. You you supposed to be his eyes and ears and you know how things get. So you doing all that, you supposed to be behind the scenes preparing. Right. You supposed to have that behind the scenes. Right. And just allowing that to happen is like not smart. All yeah. of them, that whole camp is like yeah, that whole value. camp got to move Real smart. Value. Yeah, <laughs> you got to move smart. And then, you know, there's a lot of people talking, no, John Morant, you're not like that. You're not like this. You're not. Yeah. Bro, you don't know what no. Yeah, like, y'all basing it off of, of the the high school he went to and, and, and having both parents. Like, bro, no, like that's nothing. like somebody telling me I'm not like that. I wish you were, nigga. Right. I have both parents too, nigga. Fuck you mean, nigga. Right. I guarantee you, you come with the BS. It's lit. It's I, I up. Bet you, it's up, bro. It's up. It's up. Like, like, I will fold you like a beach and put you in the corner if I feel like I have to. Like, like But you're not about to tell me I'm not like that. Like, you understand you don't what I'm understand saying? that. It's like, you... You put, it's like a cover. Cover, like, you don't judge a book by its cover. cover. It's a lot of that behind a person. Right. All that, all that, all that, all that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, people just see you as a certain way and don't take the time to, like, try to understand you with what you go through. They see who you were, what you was brought up on. But that's what, it's like you being dropped in a situation. Right. That's on the surface. You yeah. don't know what's was deeper than mm-hmm. it. You don't know that my trauma. You don't know my drama. You don't know right. the skeletons that might be in my closet. You fact. don't know if I actually had the proper time to heal. Mm-hmm. And you know, he checked himself into a program, but I don't feel like he stayed long enough. He was it was like ten days before the commissioner yeah. called him and then he waited like another probably couple of days before he wound up returning back and coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like three weeks is not enough to it's to nice. get through. But what people fail to realize it's a start. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, basketball is an escape as mm-hmm. well. So as long as he stick with the program, like on his off days or something, or every city he goes into and he finds one of these meetings or finds one of these programs where he can walk in and deal with whatever it is that he's dealing with. People so quick to judge him but don't know what he's dealing with. Right. Then you have athletes coming out like a Steven Jackson saying, oh, I was him. Mm-hmm. I let my hammer go. Like, when I was in the NBA, you got people like Jalen Rose saying the same thing. Like, I right. was him. I was in the situations like him. And they didn't never have the amount of bread he he's worth. That's a fact. They never have that amount of bread that he's worth. Back <laughs> then, fact. 20 mil was... <laughs> it was like a hundred million dollar contract now. Like they giving out a hundred million dollar contract for shorts. It's mm-hmm. like twenty mil. Like so, they coming out and 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 they saying like, yo, it's real. Like people be forgetting athletes are human beings mm-hmm. too, bro. That's a fact. Like they take the weight of the world on, and then you you add stuff like like betting, like FanDuel, yeah. and just recently Kyrie niggas came at Kyrie and threatening yeah. Kyrie over a bet, and it's like, oh, you messed my ticket up, like. But bro, at the end of the day, that's the cost of betting, bro. Yeah. It's that's a not risk. Therefore. It's not a guarantee, mm-hmm. bro. You like don't know you understand what's going on in the games with. 
like the officiating. Right. You don't know what's going on. There's a lot of stuff that comes with that. Right, but think about risk. Right, but think about the extra pressure you put on the athletes. Mm-hmm. You betting money on them? They ain't seen PC at all. They ain't getting PC. <laughs> if you hit for a hundred thousand, what you giving them? Them them players that nothing. did they numbers? You're not giving them nothing at all. So you gotta take the risk to really run down on something like yo, y'all, y'all bugging. But that's the whole thing that goes back to the abuse. Mm-hmm. I feel that athletes get athletes get abused a lot mentally. Mm-hmm. And even emotionally, like, like not for nothing. Like LeBron, with his hairline. Like LeBron, L.I.G. and Reg, it's all right to be bald, my boy. It's all right. It's all right. You you 40. 40. You all right. It's okay, bro. Nigga, LeBron killing at 40 is crazy. Yeah, but you got to remember. Yo, I'm going to tell you something, right? Because... There's a difference because LeBron fans are just as delusional as anybody. Cowboy fans, right? Like, I'm a Kobe fan, Mm -hmm. but I respect LeBron's game. Yeah. But it's like LeBron could do no wrong in certain people's eyes or there's really LeBron haters. Like, they hate this Absolutely. man. Like, this man done did something personally to him, bro. You never even met him. <laughs> never even met him. Like, they hate everything about him. Like, yo, bro, how you hate somebody that much? Right. That don't know you. At all. Never like, you can't tell me. Right, you can't tell me. None LeBron did to you ever, bro. I don't hate, like, like I said... Competitive wise, I'm a Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. I respect LeBron's game to a certain extent, certain shit that he he just be crying too much. Yeah. Like Kobe would never that temper ten he threw in Boston. Kobe, Mike would never had done that, bro. Like yeah. stuff like that, or you flopping, or you always capping, you always have a book and you get caught not reading a book. Like <laughs> like what he just said. Like, two doctors tell me right. they ain't never seen nobody heal from injury. Like, this. <laughs> like come on, LeBron. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, stop that, bro. Like, like, stop like that. But that's like for fun and games. But yeah. there's people that really hate him and really come yeah. at him like, yo, bro, like this man ain't been in the league since what, 19 years 19. old? He's he been, been worth in the 90. spotlight before that, too. Bro. And not for nothing, LeBron has never got in trouble as mm-hmm. far as media wise. Like, yeah. Like yo, you know how hard that is. That's like, you can't hate on a man like that, bro. You gotta That's tip his cat. Like, you gotta tip your cat. The only thing that that I like about LeBron now that I might have had an issue, but I had to learn certain things was him actually talking up for yeah. events or or issues, social issue that goes on now. He's more vocal now than he was back then. You feel like because of his platform, he's obligated to do that? Yes. He's obligated to do it. Because he is one of the... He is one of those athletes that you say something, people take heed. Mm -hmm. Like, he's in a special room with other billionaires. Like, he has stakes in... 
the Red Sox, which I would never understand because Boston is one of the most racist cities ever. So it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. But then it's like, hold on. You got a black owner. I get it, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's obligated to a certain extent because if he doesn't do it, he's going to get crucified. Look at Jordan. Jordan, when he was trying to do things of that nature, it backfired on him. When he sat up here and he endorsed a a, a government official and, it, and he caught the blowback from it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's when you get the Jordan donates monies to build jail. Yeah. That's when you get those type of headlines and Jordan say, yo, you know what? I'm not playing this political game. I wipe my hands with it. I don't care. Leave me out of it. Like I make silent donations now. Mm-hmm. So it took something like that to turn him off and then you speculate about his gambling problems linked to the death of his father, which mm-hmm. caused him to quit basketball because y'all mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally abused him to for him to go to a whole new sport. Right. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, he took something that was so sacred to him, which is basketball. He did that for him, even though his pops loved baseball. Mm-hmm. That's why he went to go play baseball. But it's shit like that. Like, like Jordan never never got got the benefit of the doubt for that. They crucify him to this day because fact. of that. So when it comes to LeBron, like, he had to grow into that. And I never understood because I'm like, yo, bro. You got to talk up. Even when LeBron was in his prime, like, the lead, quote-unquote, was Bron's lead. And you had, like, I remember when Tamir Rice-Mons was begging LeBron to to talk up. And he wouldn't say nothing. And I was kind of mad at him that he didn't say nothing. But I had to understand it's certain things he had to... He had to solidify for mm-hmm. for his family's sake, cause he walked into the league with a hundred mil. Me from Nike, he walked into the league with a hundred mil. And I'm like, yo, bro, you worth a hundred mil. But then again, it's like if you speak out in the wrong terms, you then lose you lose this, you lose this, um, you lose this ad or this partnership or like, this this I, sponsor, like. Like Kyrie, like the anti-Semitic comments, and it was like, and it wasn't really on some. I'm not even gonna hold you, like people, me personally, and this does not, you know, um, ignorant conversations does not support hatred in any way. This is just the ignorant comment that I'm about to say. I did. I really personally don't think what he did was so offensive. It's just he just gave no detail behind mm-hmm. it. And the fact that he wasn't willing to say nothing, you let people speculate the way mm-hmm. they want to, and they can spin the story. That's the only thing with Kyrie is like, bro, you let niggas spin the story about you versus talking up for yourself. And sometimes I get it. Sometimes you feel like, yo, I don't have to address nothing because it's, it's dumb mm-hmm. as fuck. It's, it's bullshit. But sometimes now you, you have to talk. talk. You have to be intentional in what you, you do. Bro, you have a platform. You have a voice. You have people that follow you. You have people that that look at you. You mm-hmm. have to be definitely intent in what you say and what Absolutely. you do, and you wasn't, and that cost him. Like a you lot. feel what I'm saying? And a lot of people was dragging, you know, Stephen A. Smith or whatever. And it's like, like I get it. Don't get it wrong. Sometimes the way Stephen A. delivers certain things is like, damn, Stephen A. Like, yeah, that sounded crazy. crazy. <laughs> but it's like, 
even when it came down to to the vaccine, like mm-hmm. nigga, I fucking Kyrie stood on his ten. I'm That's not taking that. I'm not getting that. That's you know fact. what I mean? And Stephen A. was dragging because it was more of your brothers made the sacrifice mm-hmm. for everybody on the team. That's a fact. And you're painting yourself above the team versus nah. This is just my belief. I'm just mm-hmm. not paying anything in my body. Like, and I felt like that image from that whole situation just carried over, and like it get had him get receive more hate than it was supposed to get. Of course it did, because he stood on his ten toes. He stood on something. I don't care what nobody talking about. They want to try to spin it like, oh, it came from Africa. No, my nigga, it was made in the lab, bro, mm-hmm. and it leaked out like anything. Like, watch these movies. These people, like, they watch these movies. <laughs> they not just coming on the, these things of just pure. Pure, what's the word I'm looking for? And out of anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not just pure yeah, like yeah. like imagery. They're not yeah. just coming out of it with, with just pure imagery. Like this is re- like deep blue sea. You yeah. telling me you really think that there are not scientists out there trying to understand animals in the wild and then come up with something? Why the hell would you want to make a shark smarter? Yeah. Tell me what would be the purpose. <laughs> Ain't no purpose in that. Just you think me. that there's really not no bio scientists out there really playing yeah. with these animals out in the wild? It is. And then there's a lot of animals we don't know nothing about. Right. The sea is really they undiscovered. Bring back um, extinct animals. Yeah, like why, why would you do that? You don't know. This what is that one, but this is what I'm saying. Y'all don't know nothing about them. Y'all mm-hmm. only, you know, like I'm not gonna say y'all don't know nothing about them, but y'all know something. And a lot of those are just, you know, hypothetical mm-hmm. research or, or whatever. It, it, you know, a, hypo- a hypothesis type of type of thing. And it's like, yo, bro, like what are y'all doing, bro? Right. And that's what killed me. Certain groups of people ain't scared of wild animals, but you scared of somebody that got a different skin tone than you. That doesn't, it doesn't make no sense to me. It doesn't make <laughs> no sense. Fact. So it's like, yo, like when you talk about COVID, like if you think that wasn't made in the lab and it leaked out, then something is seriously wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Something is seriously wrong with a you. Because you don't sit lives. here and drop months before that that the world is overpopulated and then you think. Yeah. And I lost a lot of people to COVID. So I'm not trying to be insensitive when I say that, but that it was made in the lab and it did its purpose. Like, that's what it was made for, bro. Because tell me, tell me, you come up with something like so deadly like this Mm -hmm. and then you get a cure less than a year. Yeah. But you still can't find a cure, quote unquote, for cancer. Like, stop playing with me, bro. They're going crazy. Stop playing with they me. Think. Like, come on. So I don't blame Kyrie for not <clears throat> getting that at all. I don't I don't blame him or nothing. Like, there's a lot of shit that he do that is just like, bro, you doing too much. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not playing because I don't feel like it. Yeah. And, and then you blame it on mental health. Like, it's like, all right, bro, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. I, like, I get it, but fake an injury then. Right. Tell me your ankle sore or something. Not oh, my knee hurt. I'm not going because I don't feel like like bro. Let me get 36 million. I'm going to work every, every day. day. Especially if I, I love it. I would. I played played games. Rolled ankle, jammed fingers. I wasn't making no breach over that. But right. for the love of the game, I'm going to do that. Cause yeah. I want to win. I want to compete. All that. Yeah, like type of thing. So it's like stuff like that. But like. 
going back to LeBron, like, like he wouldn't talk up. And then I'm like, yo, like, yo, bro, you got to talk. Like, and for a long time, that bothered me. But then when he reached a certain stature, it doesn't matter what endorsements you take away from him. His bread is his, his already set. He already invested in so many things that is bringing him back bread. And then mm-hmm. he starts to talk up for social issues yeah. and social justice and stuff like that but i had right. to learn that like because i'm not I'm, i wasn't coming from the money he had right and like, if you say the wrong things right it's not you may think it's the right thing but people are gonna take it however they're gonna take it and they're gonna come up with assumptions is down the third yeah. and that gonna probably get caused to get cancer yeah, you know they, how <laughs> know how to go yeah, with they perce- their perception just like in one of my favorite movies, SWAT. Doing the right thing ain't always doing the right thing. That's a fact. Straight like that. And when I first ever heard that quote, I'm like, nah, that don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. Like, when you are a certain stature, when you come from certain things, like, you have to be, you have to, you know, kind of dibble and play those lines. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not worth, like, at LeBron's time, I'm not worth 200 mil. So... It's easy for me to say, yo, talk up. Like, yeah. you should speak up. Ah, like, I'm not worth that. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'm going to always feel like this. And, and I could be wrong. And I doubt it because I know who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I always feel like, yo, bro, I don't care the amount of money I, I have. I'm going to always talk mm-hmm. my wow. truth. I'm going to say how I feel. You know That's what I mean? Sure. But... There are cases where you you already know, like on the poultry scene, bro. You got to be a politician. Like I got to be a politician because it's not right. about only me; it's about the team behind me too. Like I could stand right. on my own, but what if my team can't stand on their own? Just like Kevin Kevin Hart when he came when they brought something back from like ten, fifteen years ago, which I thought was ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna not too much. We are gonna get into that on another episode. Right. But <laughs> tap back like, in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tap back in, but like. He wasn't budging, but he had to understand, like, it affected the people he he worked, like, he worked mm-hmm. with. And if they go, then what you're used to producing, you can't produce without mm-hmm. your team. That's a fact. And that's just what it is. So it's like, you know, like, on the poultry scene, I got to be a politician, even though I really don't be wanting to be. But it really be for the people, those, around, you. The people around me. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I take the heat all day in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care when it's me personally, but if I feel like it's going to affect y'all, I got to hold it down. Like, I mm-hmm. might have to bite my tongue or, you know. Swallow the pride. Right. Man. Like, and that, I don't, that, don't, that don't sit too well with yeah. me, bro. Yeah. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> no that don't even, yeah, like, that don't sit too well with me all the time. Like, sometimes I still talk my shit, like. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, but but it's things like that, like that's that that's on somebody mental too. Like I gotta take on, like, be on bigger platforms and talk about things that's going on in the world. And if I say the wrong thing, then boom, I'm on. Like look at the baby, the baby went crazy. Mm-hmm. Where he at now? <laughs> the fall off is ridiculous. I, I was just saying that I'm like fall off is crazy. I haven't heard from him in mad long, and he was that guy. But what made it bad for him was he wasn't willing to compromise his ego to understand that the ignorant com the ignorant comments that he made offended so many people. Yeah. He wasn't willing to 
learn mm -hmm. and that's the problem everybody's scared to learn this is why i started this platform and i named it what it is mm -hmm. ignorant conversations because you say ignorant comments because you're not educated on it that's and when right. you're not educated on it and you do offend people like you i might say something that offends somebody right mm -hmm. but my intentions is not to offend that. them so is it too big for me to say, hey, you know what? I apologize for offending you. I wasn't seeing it in mm -hmm. that type of tone or with that intent. And then I can ask you, why did you feel offended by mm -hmm. that? If you care to explain, to teach me mm -hmm. so I don't go down that road again. Or I'm conscious enough to where, okay, I have to live in the times that we live in. It's very sensitive nowadays. It is That's just, it is what it is. Like... Come on, bro. I experienced that. Like, I feel like people get defensive. And if I say something and I didn't mean it a certain way and somebody take it a certain type of way, I, I, I'm going to feel some type of way. Like, why are you receiving it that way? But my presentation of it could have been different at right. the same time. I could have said it in a different way. Or, like, what you were saying about LeBron, not saying nothing on it until right. I'm at a certain point. To like fully understand, understand. yeah, Under, understanding the voice that you have or the platform that you have. Like the baby at the time probably was the biggest hip hop artist mm -hmm. out there, and that was just bad work on his behalf. Like mm -hmm. it was just bad work. I remember when, when um, when Kobe did something, and it was like he paid. No, it wasn't he paid. Um, he basically talked about the upbringing between Europe and here in America. And it's like, bro, but you claim you from Philly. Yeah. Like, to me, that was like an asshole comment in that space. But mm -hmm. the older I got, I kind of understood what he was saying. And he had to put it in a way where it didn't offend anybody but he was still talking up for what's going on in America but you know it takes learning like that like I remember the New York Yankees my favorite baseball franchise <laughs> pissed me off too and when, um, some years back uh, two cops got killed mm -hmm. just sitting in a police cruiser I remember that and it was, and it was crazy because it's like oh they paid for their funeral but a person like Evan Gardner got killed, choked out on camera. But I don't see y'all racing to do that. Mm. So it was for a long time. It was like, yo, what? Like, And I'm not going to hold you. I was very ignorant back then. I was very, very ignorant. I can't remember. I, I wrote some shit on Facebook. I ain't <laughs> going to lie. And my man, my man that I used to go to school with, my man aunt, like, like, came under the post and challenged me on it. And it's like... You feel me? Like, he comes from that blue-collar type of background. Like, he has family members that are cops and all that. And I'm like, yo, bro, I got friends that are cops, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I know friends that are cops, too. But, bro, you don't know what I what I go through every day in my neighborhood. You don't yeah. know the stop and frisk. You don't know that that these niggas be beating us up just just cause and they could get away with it like bro you don't know you don't know that so when you hear things like that I'm, the first thing i'm not thinking is being human mm -hmm. i'm just thinking like oh that's a get back that's a fact because when they do it to us they ain't thinking about us as humans that's a fact the right. rules are totally different but like 
the older I got, it's like, yo, all, all cops ain't bad. Those cops had family members, bro. That's like, a, a family, kids and all that. And that's just insensitive. I, I really forgot what I wrote. I, I know I wrote some wow. MJ off the wall. Like, if I look back at it, I'll probably be disgusted with myself. Yeah. Like, I really said that I was that ignorant back then, but it's things like it, it's things like that, man. That's you being able to admit that is growth, though. But at that certain point in time, you can't tell nobody can't tell you how you feel because you go through certain things. But that's the same same thing about healing and growing. Like you gotta go through certain stuff to get to a certain point of understanding. Right. Right. Yeah, now you do it. I'm mad that you even bring healing and growing in the same breath because I just had an argument with somebody like a couple of days ago and I told him like, yo, healing ain't the answer to everything. I'm I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> not, healing is not the answer to every single thing. Why you say that? Because it's not. Healing, <laughs> healing, yes, everybody needs healing. I'm not going to lie. Like, you feel me? But to say... Oh, you have to heal from this this situation to 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 have growth. It's not like bro, you grow through any situation. You feel me? It's not always going back to to a healing point like I can heal from whatever like now, okay. I had trauma, right? Growing up in in the run-ins with the police, like I have, I I had trauma, but I healed from that because before, when I see any cop, I'm mean mugging, I'm saying, yeah. oh, "Fuck y'all, looking at what happened." That I, I'm, I'm on that tape because oh, I'm gonna start with you before you can start with me. I'm already automatically oh on the defensive, and all of that. But I knew I had to heal from that trauma. Cool, I heal. The growth now is. I healed when I see them. I don't even pay them no mind. Mm -hmm. So that's me healing. Now the growth with me is actually being willing to sit down and have a ride along and look through their lens. Like that's growing. Like so when somebody says, "Oh, you need to heal from that," like to grow, I could grow through anything. Right now, I could be like, "Yo, I'm hungry." You gonna tell me I need to heal my hunger? Like, <laughs> yeah. nah. I'm hungry. Why? Why I don't have bread in my pocket? Okay, now I need to grow. Versus, mm. I don't want to work for nobody. Now nah, let me go get a job to just have yeah. some income coming in, and that ain't got nothing to do with healing, bro. That's, a fact. That's growth, bro. You feel like people misunderstand what healing is? I I, I do a lot. I, I I really feel like people interpret what healing is, like. Shorty that had a whole argument was oh I, I healed and if you want to carry around your trauma then you surely you don't know nothing about me. Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't know what I've been through, what I came from. You don't know nothing, so you don't know what I carry around. Mm -hmm. You don't know if I done healed from certain situations. At the end of the day, I don't carry around nothing because mm -hmm. you don't know. But what I can tell you is. Healing ain't the answer to everything. Like you want to say and say, "Oh, I healed," and that makes me not change the person who I am. So now my rebuttal is, then maybe you do need to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I done been through uh, things where people don't appreciate the shit that I do. Does that change how I interact with everybody? 
Nah. Or, no, it do change how I interact with everybody, but does, does it change the type of person I am? No, because I still look out for anybody that's close to me, but to get close to me now, mm-hmm. might, yeah, I, it's going to take work. more work. So, in a way, I did change. Change ain't always negative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, I just want love. I never had love. I'm so, so you never had a good t- a good point in your life. You, you never had any good point. Anything good always followed by something negative. So how do you want something you never had? That makes no sense. That's a fact. If you never had love, how do you want love when you never had it? You don't know what love is, what the type of love that you might want. Right. Because you never had it. You can say it out your mouth all you want, but you never experienced it. Mm-hmm. People think love is just peaches and cream, dog. Love nah. gets nasty. Love is petty. It gets filthy. <laughs> love is yeah. petty, bro. Oh, love is petty. Love is, love is everything under the sun. Everything. Yeah. At the end of the day, so how you want something that you never had? Make it make sense. So go heal on that. That's a shot. Yes, it is. It's a shot. Go heal on that. How about right. that? You don't look good when you're not healed, mama. <laughs> That's a fact, though. Like, Come on. What, what, to make it more clear. Hurt don't look good on you, Shorty. <laughs> to make it more clear to everybody, what you feel like healing is. Healing is just, for me, for me, healing is understanding understanding and recognizing taking accountability if you had a part to play in that situation changing and then grow it's steps to healing understanding your triggers understanding what you willing to go for and what you not point blank period at the end of the day it's it's a lot it's a lot that I've been through that like that's just like closure. Some people feel like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, to get healing, I need closure. Do you really need closure? That's going to be another episode of mm-hmm. how important closure is. But it's like, nigga, I never got closure from, my, from the lady that gave birth to me. Nigga, she in the ground. How can I get closure? So I had to heal from the trauma of that, making it what it is for me to even accept love from females in my life. She's the first one who broke my heart. So what are you telling me? I have to heal from that. I have to understand that. I had not necessarily take accountability because it's really nothing I could have did. But understanding, understanding, even though I still don't give her the leeway because I just feel like, yo, you have five kids and you ain't have custody of none of them. When do we sit here and say, forget the understanding part? Like, why do you keep doing this? Now mm-hmm. it's the why do you keep doing this? Like, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, like, going through that to go, yo, sometimes you might not get closure. That's a fact. And it's okay. Take it for what it is. Can't carry around this type of baggage, but why am I carrying around this baggage? What is my trigger from this baggage? What is my change from this baggage and what is my growth from this baggage so it's like healing is is, is for me it, it's a couple of steps like and then once you heal cool that's like you get a cut your cut could heal but can it be cut back open that's fine that's, that's why fine. healing ain't always the answer because you act like because you heal i can't do it again mm-hmm. so so how you 
from a pre-existing pre wound, how you protect yourself from that, from happening again? You got to be more intent in your actions and in your words. You have to be more understanding what people are showing in front of you. That's just like if I'm friends with you and I'm friends with somebody else and my man go, yo, or I'm friends with you and, and you friends with your mans and you come back and be like, yo, my mans just told me he, he got his other man set up. Huh? And you laughing. And I'm like, yo, bro, you laughing. Yeah. But why you, bro, he, He'll do that to you. You might, nigga, you bugging. That's my man. That's my bro. He'll never do that. Why do you feel like that? Because when he was talking about son, he was calling him bro to you. That's a fact. So why would you think he won't do that to you? Yeah. So with like with me, it's it's more of okay. I gotta understand who you are, what you're capable of, or not. Like I know the the people I chill with. I know them like the back of the. I I know them like the yeah. back of my hand. Like, I, I really know them. Like, I know my friends. I know when I make it big who I need around and who I can't. You feel me? Like, like even when I was in the hospital, somebody took a picture of me. Nigga, I only asked one question. Who was there? I got a list of about 10 people. I said, oh, yeah, it was this person. Yeah. I asked, like, how you know? Nobody. Nigga, I know my friends. They don't get this close without me knowing who exactly you are. I might not know your intentions from the beginning, but I can read it. I can see it. So I'm very mindful of who I allow in my space and who I and who I don't. I might keep somebody at an arm distance. That don't mean I don't fuck with you. I just do. I just got to yeah. keep you all the way over okay. there. You know how you are. Yeah. Like, I got to keep you arm reach. So with, with things like that, like, you just got to gotta understand. It's like, you know, fool me once. Shame on you, fool me mm -hmm. twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool you three fact. times, fuck the me sign, load the chop and let it rain. Like, you heard what J. Cole said, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? And then, you know, I, I, so much done happened to me. Like, I, I have changed certain things about me, and, and I don't like it. Like, I don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, me, Ashley was just literally just talking about this the other day. Like, bro, he was in the Uber. And the car was, uh, it was a car with the hazard lights on parked in the middle of the street where the traffic had to split. Nobody's in there. And I'm like, fucking asshole. I don't, why would you park here, stupid? Like, I'm yeah. going off in the Uber. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, bro, you don't even know what What's happened. So, on, uh, the engine could have broke down. Uh, yeah. Like, well, whatever. Right? And then. We get like a block away. Actually, like, yo, you just went crazy, but you don't even know, <laughs> you know what, what happened, happened to none. And I know that, but my first instinct was, I don't give a fuck about none of, yeah. none of that shit. I'm not trying to hear none of that. Why you did that in the first Right. Place. And then she's like, in my head, I go, damn, bro, you don't get nobody benefit right. of the doubt. She says it out loud. You don't give nobody the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I'm like, yo, bro, I know. <laughs> and that's bad. She's like, yeah, that's bad. I'm like, I know. I'm telling you that it's bad. Like, I, I know I don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Because when I used to give people benefit of the doubt, it always blew up on my face. So that changed how I might receive certain things. That don't mean I won't show love. I'll show love, but it be with caution. Like, so if it do blow up in my face, it's like, I already knew that was going to happen. So 
Nah, I still did it because it's the type of person I am. I already knew that was going to blow the hell up in my face. Yeah. <laughs> so I ain't going to lie. Like, we all are work in progress. Like, I'm still a work in progress. Like, it's, it's certain all, things. As a human being, I don't think there's a finished product to us. Because there's always something new we're going to learn, something new we're going to encounter. Like, something we got to go through. Right. At the end of the day. That's yeah. just life. That's why my motto is my motto is accept these blessings from these lessons. You know what I mean? Like it, it's blessings from lessons. At the end of the day, bro. Like yo, bro. Listen, I've been through so much, especially the past few months. If you know the story. You know. If you don't, then check out vulnerability here on the ignorant conversations. Like tap in, tap in, tap, tap into in. that. Like to really understand. But like, bro, that changed me in other ways too. It changed the fact that, you know, I might have to lean on people in my life. And I never like to lean on nobody, bro. I, I, I want to do it by myself because I feel like I don't want nobody throwing nothing in my face or be ungrateful for, you know, when they was in the process of needing help, I was mm-hmm. still helping them and all that. And I won't get that same type of love, like, you know what I mean? So, like, that changed me to, like, lean on certain people. And that changed me to be, like, more vulnerable with my close loved ones because I, I play everything to the vest. Mm-hmm. You only get what I allow you to get. And in the same breath, it's like with this new testimony that I went through, I'm like way more vulnerable than mm-hmm. I like. Like like I got a bar, I said, uh, my, vulner- my vulnerability is becoming my new jacket. And it's not to cover the emotions on my sleeves. It's more like to highlight everything that been through me, like, type shit. So it's like, it's true. Like, but before, like, the videos I got on my on my Instagram yeah. about my situation, I, I would have never, never in a million years. Before that thing, I would have never, what? Y'all would have never seen that. Like, I'd have been like, ew. Right. Y'all, <laughs> y'all bugging. I'm not, I'm not showing that, but. Yeah, that that's something that changed me. So when 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 it comes to when it comes to things like that, like it's all about your perception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I'm not trying to change nobody's perception or or whatever. Like I was trying to tell Shorty, like you know, we're gonna just have to agree to disagree. Like mm-hmm. my, I'm not trying to change it, but to me, healing ain't it's not the answer to everything. You know what I mean? It's just not the answer to everything. And that's just how I view it. Like, at the end of the day, as much bad as I've been through life, like, I've been through a lot of good, too. That's a fact. People I've forget that for real. Like, yeah. Once you in a, when you're in a bad spot, you tend to forget everything else around it. And that's how it was recently. Like, I was just stuck in what was going on now, not realizing everything else that was going on around me. And... I had to literally take myself out that bad situation right. and look at it from a different viewpoint. Right. Really see, like, could be worse. It could be worse. And that's just, like, like back to, like, the John Morant situation, like, when people say, oh, his father need to do this. And, Yo, bro, it's certain things that nobody can help you through. Mm-hmm. You have to help yourself through. Like, the situation I went through, bro, nobody in this world can help me get through that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a licensed doctor. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. It ain't about no therapy. It's not about none of that. At the end of the day, therapy is to, is to highlight 
or give you different perspectives on your situation mm -hmm. so you could understand and then get through it ain't to help you get like it ain't to do it for you them doctors ain't there to do it for you that's why they say talk and tell like tell me what's going on what, mm -hmm. what's going on with you and they ask certain questions there's reason why they ask certain questions there's reason why they say things a certain way because sometimes you need to hear some shit mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you if i'm in a rabbit hole you can't help me there's nobody in this world that could have helped me with dealing with coding twice bro like there's no you can't tell me nothing i have to get through that i have to get out that rabbit hole my own the nightmares that i might have you can't help me with that i have to sit here and figure something out on my own and then when i figure out how to get out the rabbit hole the therapist is the way to keep me out the rabbit hole mm -hmm. ain't for them to get me out there it's the way to keep me out the rabbit hole i gotta do something for myself before somebody can come try to help. So if I can't help myself, there's no way you can help me either. That's just, that's just why I stand on it. And you know what I mean? I I I, I encourage therapy for. I'm in therapy. Yeah, I encourage it for everybody, especially black men. I encourage it. I might not necessarily do it, and I'll be the first to say like. I said it even after my situation, like, yo, poetry won't be enough to help me get through this. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, poetry is healing for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I get to go on stage in a safe environment and be as aggressive as I want to be. Mm -hmm. And it's not supposed to have, come with no consequences and repercussions. Because I don't, there's no other space for a black man to be aggressive. Can't be aggressive with talking to a significant other. Because <laughs> then they take it as if I'm coming at them and then, oh, you're not mad at me. Oh. No, I can't vent the way I want to vent, especially if it's about you. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? I can't walk around aggressive. I can't be aggressive at work or be aggressive in certain spots. The stage is the safest spot I could be aggressive. Yeah, that's why I say everything I spit is with aggression. Like, I could tone it down and do all that, but nah, this is what it is. So I already knew that poetry won't be enough for me to get through what I'm getting through or what I'm going through. So I turned to just talking my truth in certain spots, and I actually found crying to be relaxing and healing. Like, I got to at least cry once a week. Like, me personally, just being by myself and actually taking a day a week away from people. I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not answering text messages. I'm not on social media. I take a day completely to myself. That's why. Like, you know what I mean? And and I'm I'm just, that's just me. That's that's helping me. That's clearing my conscience. And if I want to talk and get something out, guess what? I created a platform for me to be vulnerable. Ignorant yeah. conversations. I come up here and say whatever I want. I, <laughs> I, and, I, and that's the thing. I could record an episode now and choose to post it or not. Mm -hmm. But me just getting it off, it's not in a poetic open. way. It works. It's working for me. So I like like when it comes to that, but I definitely encourage like therapy for everybody. I feel else, like right? Before you start therapy, make sure you're doing it for the right reason. And you're open to doing it, not just because it's therapy. All right. People 
do things through therapy for a certain reason. And that's not what it's for. That's what I did when I first started. Right. And it wasn't really helping me. So like I took a month off, like mind changed off. And then like, and I realized like, oh, this is not the reason why I was supposed to be doing this. Right. I gotta do this for me. Right. And, um, and like going back, it made me understand why I'm doing this and like talking about the things I need to talk about right. instead of just being there and like just because it's therapy. Yeah, it opened your perspective on things. It opened your eyes to certain things that you was going through and certain things that you might have been carrying around and certain things that you don't need to carry around. It just highlights. It just gives you a different perspective, gives you a different point of view. You know what I mean? And I think that's very important what you said. Like, understand why you're going to therapy. Like, mm -hmm. and understand what type of therapy you might need. Different, different type of therapies. Type. And that's why I think people fear to realize. People got it under the the assumption that you go on the couch and you just speak to mm -hmm. a complete stranger. And no, that's not what therapy is. Like, at the end of the day, it's not. It comes in all shapes. That's a fact. It comes in all shapes and sizes. Like, at the end of the day, like... Honestly, poetry is, is therapeutic too. The crowd is your therapist. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? I, like, the crowd I, is that. I have wrote something like, I come up here in a room full of people I don't know. Because I know y'all only, y'all view my art, uh, the beauty in my art, and not, not as a, my eulogy. Something like that. I can't remember exactly what I said, but. Like, I come up here, like, y'all allow me to talk, talk, express myself. Right. And listen instead of trying to talk at me. Like, why right. are you going through this? I just need to talk about it. Right. I'm going to express yeah. myself. That's yeah. how my therapist, like, like, I, I caught on. Like, she allows me just to talk. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when she... When I need to hear feedback, she says the feedback. But it's just for me just to talk. Talk. Because right. I don't talk. <laughs> like, I really, besides poetry, like, I don't really express myself. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. I used to be like that, too. But I'm going to tell you what's going on. Yeah. Like, I ain't telling you nothing. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I play everything close to the vest. But since I've been through what I've been through, not only poetry, excuse me, not only poetry, like, but now I talk about it. Now, you know, I'm post about it. Like, now, you know, people got questions. And mm -hmm. I can answer it. And if I am triggered, I I can honestly say it out loud. Like, mm -hmm. yo, damn, like, that was triggering. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was watching one of my favorite shows. Like, like um, 911. And it was an episode where, you know, one of the firefighters was in a coma fighting for his life and I'm, I'm watching it mm -hmm. this nigga's hallucinating like a mug like I'm like damn yeah. I know I was I thought my mother knew Coach Prime <laughs> <laughs> I thought we started a football team <laughs> at Street Profits bro and we had Coach Dion seeing this coaching us bro the kids <laughs> like yo <laughs> yo I swear to God bro I'm like yo what they wanna play on this team bro they got to do their schoolwork. They got to be involved in poetry, and then they can play on the team. All I swear to God, bro. I promise you. And I, I, yo, I remember just sitting there like, 
hearing my mom's talk. I'm like, yo, she talking to Unk. She talking to Cole's brother. Like, for real. So, like, that episode came on. I'm watching it. And Ashley, like, yo, this is not triggering for you? Yeah. And I told her, like, I don't know yet. I got to get to the end of the episode. Right. Like, for real. I just didn't know. And the episode ended, and I just sat there for, like, 20 minutes. And then I'm like, damn, that was triggering. Like, it was. And I knew exactly why it was triggering for me. And it was like, damn, that was triggering. I bet. I need to reset. Mm-hmm. I am throwing my gospel music on because right. that's where I feel safe. I was never really big on gospel music before everything. Like, I listened to it. But, like, somebody else had to play it. But, like, oh, I just like it. I just like the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But now it's more like a, a protective thing. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a protective shield now. So when I throw my gospel music on, it, I, I, you know, me being vulnerable, I feel safe now. I feel like, mm-hmm. all right, somebody's right there behind me. So, yeah, it's it's mad different ways. And being able to admit to that and, and, and all of that, that, that shit is growth. Like, you know what I mean? But for our young black males, like, like it's okay, like, to find a space or even create a space where you could be vulnerable. And especially to, like, our black athletes, too, especially the young ones. Like, some of them, some some, some of the OGs got to, you know, grab them up real quick and, and not talk at them, but talk to them, talk in yeah. their language. Like, that's another thing, too, people got to understand about the youth. Like, you can't talk at them. You got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to talk in their language. Like, the, when I talk my poetry, like, my poetry is for the inner cities, like, it's for everybody, but it's really for the inner cities. And the youth, like, I, I'm not talking. I'm talking the language they talking. I understand what you're talking about. I know what you're going through. Like, yeah. even though what people feel to realize, the youth is they going through some shit. And, and now it's cameras involved. Like, That's it's cameras. It's TikTok. It's Snapchat. It's mm-hmm. Instagram. It's all these cameras on the corners. And now you got cameras on your on your apartment doors and, and, and stuff like that. Like growing up I ain't really I mean, I had to go through all that. It wasn't but but if it was cameras, shh y'all think the youth is bad to like they bad but it was bad back then too. Like That's it's just fact. everything get caught on camera nowadays. So like it's okay. Like you know what I mean? Like some people just gotta understand like some people just tired of disrespect. Like Westbrook. Yeah, you had to tell yo, bro. Call me Westbrook, not Brick Book. Like yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. you playing with my legacy. That's a fact. And me bro. talking about on the basketball court, like no, my kids got to go to school and hear somebody disrespect me and all. Like nigga, that's abuse. So, like you know what I mean? Like I'm just I just hope John Morant stick with his program. I hope you know John Morant actually is taking on taking on the therapy for the right reasons and not just saying it so he could have got back on the basketball court and I don't feel like he did that just to get back on the basketball court like type shit so I hope that's going in and and you know what I mean like he he's getting paid what he deserves because of um the things he brings to that organization, like they relevant now, like they haven't been relevant in so long. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a fact. So I just pray that that um 
that he's really doing it for the right reasons. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to my son, John Morant. You know what I mean? Like, prayers for you, my boy. Like, you know, keep killing them niggas. But, but tell your man, real quick, man. Tell your man, Dylan Brooks, stop talking spicy, bro. He not, <laughs> he, he's not dumb. Like, he's not, not you, them. bro. Like, not like he's not one of them, bro. Like, <laughs> You like no, not for none, bro. You talking to Draymond like he not a four time champ, bro. Four time. Like until y'all like remember, yeah, y'all sent Steph Curry home in the play in, but it was mm-hmm. only Steph Curry. Like he had right. the, had the, the crew. <laughs> he got the y'all gotta get past him, man. Tell me your man, Dylan Brooks, stop talking like that, bro. Like for real, for you show like. nigga son can't talk like that. Yeah, you can't you can't talk like talking a lot of <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> you bugging. But you know what I mean? And then, you know, stuff like that. But then I wanna transition real quick because I wanna touch on this topic too. My man Lamar Jackson, like recently they just said he requested a trade March second. It is what? March twenty eighth. And it's just coming out, and the way the Baltimore Ravens are treating him is very disrespectful. This man is 26 year old, 26 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He's a unanimous MVP a couple of years ago. He is great off the field. You never hear no hiccups or nothing. He's not getting into nothing. Uh, your whole offense is based around him. He is your offense. Y'all use him more than a little bit, and way more. <laughs> That man is looking for the bread that he feel like he's worth. He's worth at least 200 plus million guarantee. For those who don't know, there are no guarantee contracts in football like it is basketball. So yeah. the, the the contract John Morant signed, he's getting that. Regardless. Unless he gets suspended and without pay and all mm-hmm. that, then that's different. But his contract is guaranteed person like Lamar Jackson, that football player's contract is not guaranteed, but when somebody like the Cleveland Browns give Deshaun Watson a guaranteed $231 million and he has done nothing that Lamar Jackson has done, it's beyond me. And he was hit with 20-something sexual harassment charges that he settled out of court. Like, and he getting two hundred thirty one million. You telling me a former MVP? Yeah, he got a losing record in the playoffs. He's one and three, but y'all niggas don't give him no weapons at all. Yeah, trade all his weapons away. Mm-hmm. Pay that man. Pay that man. Cause I guarantee you, if he was another color young quarterback and he did that, he'd be getting that money. He'd be getting that bag. Pay that man. Yeah, I said it. Pay hey. him. Don't make me pull up the Baltimore body more. You're suburban. Suburban. <laughs> of like suburban. <laughs> Here on the Ignite Conversations, we do not condone violence against anyone. So that's just the ignorant comment. <laughs> that's an no ignorant comment. That's an ignorant comment. Like, but yeah, like that complaints on somebody's mental health too. That's a fact. Making him feel like you know what he I'm saying. Worthy. Like he's not worthy type shit. Like when you put in that work for real. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, before we wrap this episode up, you know, this is one of my favorite parts of the the podcast. I mean, this is the the gunsy question <laughs> part of the podcast where I ask two questions and. You know, that leads into a discussion. Uh, the last one on uh, Save This Relationship, <laughs> well, two episodes ago, because the last one was a my Apollo experience. If you really want to know how my Apollo experience went, 
please go tap in and check tap that in, out. Tap in, tap in. Word. But um, the last time we had a Gunzy question uh, um thing, you know, it got a little testy between <laughs> me, Solange, and Gamma. Testy. <laughs> it was a, you know, it was a great debate. It was a healthy debate. And right before I asked these, these questions, that's another thing, too. Debates are healthy. That's a fact. Back and forth are, are healthy. As long as there's no anger and animosity that I come from it. Like, we got to be able to be to be open to going back and forth with one another. And if you feel like it's about to go left, it's okay to say, yo, I agree to disagree. You got it. I'll holla at you later. There's nothing. That don't mean no, I'm walking out of your life. No, that don't mean not. I don't mess with you. That don't mean our friendship is over. That don't mean none of that. That just means before we go all the way left and start taking the conversation personal, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right here and let it calm down. We might might revisit it a day or two days. Like Communication, it's going to get wiry. It's going to get... The way I might perceive something or the way you might perceive something, it, it might get crossed up. So just give it a few. Let the wires, you know, breathe and, and relax and cool down. And then, you know, have a conversation with that later. Like, I just wanted to throw that out, you know. Shorty made me mad. <laughs> if I want to walk around with my trauma. Hurt don't look good on you, girl. Right. It don't. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> got you though. My ears always open. I got you. Got you. Got you. <laughs> you can you can lay your head on my, my pillow. <laughs> lay it down. Lay it down. down. Oh, lay it down. Now, <laughs> <laughs> alright. So the Gunsy question number one: <laughs> Would you rather work hard to live, or just be a workaholic? Cause right now you <laughs> Damn. I feel like work hard to live. And how you say that? Because like we work for the things we want in life. Or to sustain a certain lifestyile. So I'ma put in that work to get what I want. Being a workaholic is just like you don't experience nothing outside of that. Right. You just in, you just work. Like with me, I've done that work every day. Feel <laughs> like, but it's for me to sustain a lifestyle, to do things I want to do. If I, it, it also goes in what you're doing as well. Like, I, I enjoy what I'm doing, but it's not what I want to do. In the long run. I want right. to become a therapist in the long run. So I'm putting myself in a position to get back to that, get back to go to school for that, right. like, and to work for that. Like, if you just being a workaholic in a job that you don't enjoy doing, it makes no sense. It's yeah, like, but but that's not the question. It's just say workaholic. You can be a workaholic in a job that you do love. Well, I said <laughs> I'm just saying, you say you'd rather work, like, but... Too. Yeah. Rather work the left. It's like, but yeah, but but you working, but you know that just because you always work hard, don't mean you gonna get the results that you always want. 
That's a fact. But that gives you a different perspective. Like it do. You learn, you learn from that, and you can pivot and use that in different, different space. I mean, for me, I'd rather be a workaholic. I don't want to work just to live. Like, I, like to me, when it sounds like, yo, you work hard just to live, that gives it a, a sound of working paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Because working paycheck to paycheck is literally just to live, but that don't mean you're living. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I could be working hard at my job because I need to live. I need to pay rent. I need to eat. I need to pay these bills. And that's yeah. just the only thing I'm doing. But I'm not really living. I'm not traveling. I'm not doing anything that I love. So I'd rather be a workaholic where it's always about work and and figuring out how to get to the next level or, you know, Okay, I got this certain bag, but I want this bag. So now I gotta, I'm gonna dive into fully work, especially if I love it. You feel what I'm saying? That's just how I view it. I, I feel like when you hard working just to live is just living paycheck to paycheck. When you're a workaholic, you actually working because like you love your lifestyle and you love doing what you're doing. But you can't live that lifestyle if, if you're a workaholic. I mean, you can. Uh, if you will be. Because it all depends on what you do. Like, all right, so if me, I want to be a, a, a full-time writer. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I could be a workaholic all day and write this. Like, Tyler Perry's a freaking maniac. He's a fucking maniac in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Like, he's different. And people could talk about the dialogue, being corny and all that. Yeah, it's certain shows, like... Like, but he has so many things, and he he don't have a writing team, bro. Yeah, he writes that, that, bro. He's, he's a workaholic. He is a maniac, but he is still living. That's why I said it got to be something you enjoy doing. Yeah, I mean, like, there's people probably that don't enjoy doing what they're doing, but they they like it because of the money. It provides a lifestyle, so they'll be a workaholic and figure out how to, you know, have fun or whatever. But, yeah, I'd definitely be a workaholic versus just hard working just to live because that could mean paycheck to paycheck, and that don't mean I'm necessarily living type shit. So, you know, that's just my take on it. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to change your mind. I mean, that's just my that's take. That's why, that's why, because, like, <laughs> I had to do that my whole life. It's like work. <laughs> just to live patient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. You know what I mean? That's Working. All niggas, niggas really see. Everybody. Yeah, that's why I want to be a workaholic with this here podcast, workaholic with this here poetry, workaholic with this even expanding outside of poetry. I want to write plays. I want to write movies. I want to write web series. I want to write shorts. I want to do all that. I want to push all my. Out, all out, all out. Yeah, I want to push my pen in different ways and. I'm I'm going to do it. So, I mean, like, I'll be a workaholic then. Like, and, and you know me, I'm all about work anyway. I don't even care if I'm taking a vacation. I gotta I gotta perform somewhere. You got to respectfully. Respectfully. <clears throat> I went to uh, cousin baby shower upstate. I'm like, I wanna perform. I mean, let me do something real quick. Did it at a baby shower. Right. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't, bro. <laughs> Bro, I don't care about nothing, bro. Listen, somebody, yo, 
understand when when you around poets, bro. We them niggas that really love it, they want to spit, and I don't. It, it, it don't matter if it's a kid's party, bro. <laughs> I want to spit. Let me spit some for these badass spit. kids, right? right? Let me spit for one of them to get sturdy too. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. Then what? At a baby shower, I'm talking reckless too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like you. <laughs> Same shit. I so bad. Question number two is: Would you be an open book or have people talk about you? Behind your back. I don't like talking, bro. But I feel like I would be an open book because people could come up with anything mm-hmm. to say about you, right? And I want to control my narrative. Exactly. Like, you, like you can't tell me who I am or anything like that. If you not around me. Like if you don't, if you're not with me, I don't talk to you on a regular basis. I don't want you trying to tell my story. Right, it's my story. At the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree. I'd rather be an open book. I control my narrative. I can. Um, and plus, if you one of those people that try to throw it back in my face, I I already talked about it. Like right. I already said, it. it's not that much you can do. And also being an open book. You kind of control what you want to let out and all that. But people talking behind my back, me not knowing and controlling my own that. What? You sound crazy. That's why Mike Tyson don't like that Mike Tyson series about him on um, Hulu. He told people no, for people not to watch it. Somebody else is telling his story. How you telling his story? Right. And he's, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> right. That's OD wicked. That's like that. talking behind his back. How Real you do shit, that? Bro. Like you bugging. Like Real nah. Shit. Like yeah. So yeah, I rather, I rather, I rather be an open book type of thing. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And, and Mike Tyson is one of those. He definitely knows some shit about some healing now. Yeah. You know what I mean, like Mike Tyson been through a lot of his life, but but yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I, I rather, I rather do that type thing. So. I mean this this episode was dope, you feel me? No, Talking no. about I mean You got big queens in here, you know it's gonna be dope for real. You said what? You got big queens in here, so you know it's gonna be dope for real. This nigga think he nah, so I'm almighty fifty or almighty or Ja with the godly pen. Heard you. Mm-hmm. Heard you this queen. <laughs> this queens nigga, I can't bro. Nah, but <laughs> yo, listen man. I want to thank y'all for tapping in and tuning in for on another episode of Ignite Conversations with your boy Smooth Baby. You know what I mean? Like, keep tapping into all the episodes. Have this Have thing on rotation. Send the links out. Um, we on major streaming platforms. We on Spotify and Apple. If you have Spotify, please use the Spotify app to tap in because I'm trying to get to a point where... I start to get sponsored and start to actually get paid once I reach a certain amount of listeners. Um, if you don't have Spotify, it's I right. tap into Apple. Either way, get this smoke. I mean, hola, get hola, this. Hola. <laughs> nah, for real, get this. Get these jewels. Like, get this. You know, 
intimate conversations. Get all of that. Get this ignorant shit. <laughs> ignorant the white brand. You feel me? <laughs> so, once again, ignorant conversations. I am your boy. Smooth to the B to the A to the B. Double I me, not why me. Baby, it's easy. I'm godly. You feel me? And give it up for my man, Almighty Good bow, Love. Bow, bow. You know what I mean? Mr. Ola, Ola, Ola. You already know. Peace.